0: Welcome, one and all, once again here for the Fiqh segment. And uh, we mentioned last week we had begun the chapter on the namaz of a person who is sick. So, the namaz of a sick person indicates to us the importance of salah. If anybody wishes to know, and wanted to ever know the importance of Salah in the life of a Muslim, then one should read the Masail and the rulings regarding the Namaz of a sick person. Because this will give us an understanding of how important it is to read Salah. Because it is not something that is just cast aside at the first possible excuse, um, or a lame excuse for that matter, but rather... At every given opportunity, the Sharia has made provision for a person in some form or the other to perform his salah. We were halfway through the chapter, we will continue from where we had left off last week, and we mentioned that if a sick person has no strength even to move the head for ishara, ishara is gesturing. If a person has no strength even to move his head, then one should not perform the salah. So if a person is lying down, we said that first a person will sit down and he will sit and read his salah, he will bow for ruku and bow a little more for sajda. And if he cannot do this, then he will lie down in such a way that he will raise his knees and he will raise his head facing the qibla and he will read his salah in this way. And again, he will bow a little for ruku and bow a little bit more for his sajda. But if a person is so sick that he has absolutely no strength even to move the head then a person should not perform salah. But if this condition continues for more than a day and night, one will not be bound to perform qaza for the most number of salah. This is very similar to the masala we done last week, where we said if a person faints for less than a full day and night, then he must perform the must number of salah. So if a person is in a coma, for example, what they mean when they say faints is that a person who is unconscious, a person who is not in his right state of mind, he is obviously unconscious or sedated or he has fainted. So if he has fainted for less than a full day and night, then he must perform the must number of salah. For example, if a person now has, gone, has fainted now before Asr today, but he wakes up, after Fajr tomorrow morning. So this is not a full day and a full night. So he will have to read, for example, his Asar, Maghrib, Isha and Fajr namaz because these namaz, these namazes were missed before a full day and full night was completed. However, if a person has fainted or a person is in a coma or a person has been sedated to that extent that he is asleep and he uh, is in this condition for more than a full day and night, then he is not uh, liable to perform the salas, there is no qaza for him. That means when he wakes up a week later, for example, then he will not have to perform the qaza for that whole week. Those namazes are maf now because he was in this condition for more than a full day and night. Similarly, if a person gains the strength of moving the head for ishara within a day or night or in a period lesser than that, the qaza will have to be performed for the five or lesser salah. Same story, if a person doesn't have the strength, he is awake, but he doesn't have the strength at all of even moving his head, and this condition lasts for more than a day and night, then there will be no qaza salah. But if it is for less than a day, a full day and night, then whatever namazes he must during that period of weakness will have to be performed uh, as qaza salah. A tayammum is permitted when it is known by one's own experience or good doctor. And when we say a good doctor in Islam, it means that a Muslim doctor, a person who is fearful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and he knows a masail, a person who knows now the importance of salah. It can happen that a non-Muslim doctor will say that, look, you know what, uh, it's better for you not to use water to wash yourself, etc., because of your condition. A Muslim doctor would say that, look, if you're just making wudu, it will be fine. You can make wudu. So it has to be a situation where a Muslim doctor, a good doctor, for that matter, he now says to the patient that, look, you cannot make wudu. If water has to go over this affected areas, then it's going to be a problem for you and you might uh, cause more harm to yourself. In this condition, then tayammum will be permitted. If a sick person's bedding is impure, and changing it would cause great inconvenience to the person. Now a lot of the time we know that sometimes we have old people with us, uh, staying with us, perhaps our parents, grandparents, whatever the case may be. And we know how weak and feeble they are. And now it can happen that they soil the bed a little bit. And, uh, you know, to change it now would be would cause great, great relief for them then they can perform salah in that condition while the namaz and when it is a better a better opportunity and it will not cause so much of trouble then they can be moved and the chair the the sheets may be changed a, a person who is paralyzed or who is so sick that he cannot use water for his tinja then he should use toilet paper something absorbent or he should use dry clay to clean himself like we know we generally use uh, toilet paper, etc. But water is necessary for istinja, that is, to clean one's private parts after um, relieving oneself. So, if this is not possible because of a person's condition, once again, then if you use something to absorb, uh, to, to absorb the najasat uh, and to clean himself, and uh, dry clay, etc., like we know, it's permissible for istinja. A person may use this so that he does not cause more harm to himself. Or for example, if a paralyzed person is in such a condition that he cannot get water for himself or he is alone or whatever the case may be, then in this way he can make his tinja and then perform his wudu and read his salah. If he cannot do this also, then he should perform his salah without even making his tinja. Subhanallah. Even here, if we look at the salam We can understand how, how, how important Salah. Salah is not to be must in any situation, in any situation. You know, only in the most extreme cases, like we can see here, if a person is completely immobile and cannot move at all, or is so sick, or is unconscious, then only is namaz ma'af for that person. But up until the person has, uh, is conscious and he has some strength in his body, um... The Sharia has decreed that that person should read his Salah. The remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is is a cornerstone. And the Salah is a cornerstone in the life of a Mu'min. It cannot be must under any circumstances. And we can see from these Messiah, subhanallah, uh, I wouldn't say under any circumstances, but in most cases, a person will not be absorbed of his Salah, but rather he should try as far as possible to read it. One who has undergone eye surgery and is not allowed to shake his head by the doctor should perform his salah lying down. That means that by him going up and down, a person who has eye surgery, generally what we see happening is that by him going into uh, ruku and sajda it causes a great amount of stress on the back of the eye. There's a lot of pressure on the back of the eye and this sometimes can uh, cause a blood vessel to pop. It can... uh, reverse the effects of the surgery that he had and it can cause great harm to the to the person's eye so in this case the sharia has allowed for such a person not to go up and down in ruku and such thereby putting his eye at risk but rather he should read salah lying down in such a condition like a person who is sick we said where the knees will be raised slightly the back will be raised towards the qibla, and then he can just make his ruku bowing a little, tilting the head a little for ruku and a little bit more for his sajda. So this is basically the condition of a person who has had eye surgery. Tayammum should be made if a person cannot make wudu, if he cannot perform tayammum himself, he may be assisted. So a person who cannot perform wudu, for whatever reason he doesn't have the strength to perform wudu he doesn't have the ability to go and do this himself then he uh, he should make the yamum. and if he himself can't even make the yammum then somebody else may make the yamum for that person we know the yammum is very easy where just the hands and the face is dabbed with uh with with the dusty hands So this is how tayammu will be And a person will at least will be in a state In a condition of uh, purity in this way and he can read his salah After making this t'ayamu. uh Inshallah From next week This brings us to a conclusion by the way uh, With regard to the namaz of a sick person A person who is incapacitated Who is very very weak A person who has, is, is in advanced ages So uh, Who is in a At an advanced age, so we can see all these Messiahs relate to that and uh, provide a solution for these people in that case Uh, From next week inshallah, we will move over to the different types of Nafil Salah And um, I am happy actually that we have come to this Particular chapter uh, as we uh, you know come closer to the month of ramadan as we approach ramadan because this is a time in ramadan that we find that people will read and uh, try and start different types of nafil salahs. people read the salah of repentance the salah to toba that tahajjud salah becomes so much easier because we are up for for our sehri at that time the Salatul Awabin, which is a great namaz to read in uh, nafil namaz as well, which is six rakats after the after the Maghrib Salah. Then we have obviously Salatul Tasbih, which uh, is a very 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 powerful Salah for a mu'min to read. So that is something that we will discuss as well. So these are all the types of uh, nafil salahs that we will discuss, inshallah, from next week. Next week going forward as we approach the month of Ramadan, and uh, a week or two before Ramadan, inshallah, we will then start with the Masai Ilon Som and fasting is, a lot of people may have questions with regard to that, so we will inshallah conduct those classes, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy, and may Allah ta'ala grant us the understanding, until next week, jazakumullah for joining us, wassalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.